continuing to read stories of the prophets by Ibn Kathir, which can be accessed at kalamullah.com. Let's read. Page 173. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Prophet Isa, Jesus, peace be upon him. Allah declares he has no son. In many verses of the glorious Qur'an, Allah the Exalted denied the claim of the Christians that he has a son. A delegation from Nagran came to Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. They began to talk about their claim about the Trinity, which is that Allah, three in one, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, with some disagreement among their sects. That is why Allah affirmed in many verses of the Qur'an that Jesus is a slave of Allah, whom he moulded in the womb of his mother like any other of his creatures, and that he created him without a father, as he created Adam without a father or a mother. Almighty Allah has chosen Isa to be one of his messengers to humanity. The Birth of Mary, Quranic Allah the Almighty said, Allah chose Adam, Noah, the family of Abraham, and the family of Imran above the Alameen, mankind and jinns of their times, offspring one of the other, and Allah is all hearer or knower. Remember when the wife of Imran said, O oh my Lord, I have vowed to you what the child that is in my womb to be dedicated for your services, free from all worldly work, to serve your place of worship. So accept this from me. Verily, you are the all-hearer, the all-knowing. Then when she delivered her, child Mary, she said, O oh my Lord, I have delivered a female child. And Allah knew better what she delivered. And the male is not like the female. And I have named her Mary, and I seek refuge with you, Allah, for her and for her offspring from Satan, the outcast. Mary's Sustenance, Quranic So her Lord, Allah, accepted her with goodly acceptance. He made her grow in a good manner and put her under the care of Zachariah. Every time he entered Al-Mahrab, a praying place or a private room, he found her supplied with sustenance. As Allah recounted in the glorious Qur'an, she said, From Allah, verily, Allah provides sustenance to whom he wills without limit. Qur'an 3 verse 37 Mary's Family History Allah declared that he had elected Adam and the elite of his offspring who obey Allah. Then he specified the family of Abraham which includes the sons of Ishmael and the family of Imran, the father of Mary. Muhammad ibn Ishaq stated that he was Imran ibn Bashim, ibn Amun, ibn Misha, ibn Hoskia, ibn Ahriq, ibn Mutham, ibn Azaziah, ibn Amisa, ibn Yamish, 
ibn Akhrihu, ibn Yazim, ibn Yahvashat, ibn Isha, ibn Iyam, ibn Rahba, ibn David, Dawood. Mary's birth, longer version. Prophet Zachariah's wife's sister had a daughter named Hannah. She was married to Imran, a leader of the Israelites. For many years, the couple remained childless. Whenever Hannah saw another woman with a child, her longing for a baby increased. Although years had passed, she never lost hope. She believed that one day Allah would bless her with a child in whom she would shower all her motherly love. She turned to the Lord of the heavens and the earth and pleaded with him for a child. She would offer the child in the service of Allah's house in the temple of Jerusalem. Allah granted her request. When she learned that she was pregnant, she was the happiest woman alive and thanked Allah for his gift. Her overjoyed husband Imran also thanked Allah for his mercy. However, while she was pregnant, her husband passed away. Hannah wept bitterly. Alas, Imran did not live to see their child, for whom they had so longed. She gave birth to a girl and again turned to Allah in prayer. O oh my Lord, I have delivered a female child, and the male is not like the female, and I have named her Mary, and I seek refuge with you, Allah, for her and her offspring from Satan, the outcast. Quran 3 verse 36 Zechariah becomes Mary's guardian. Hannah had a big problem in reference to her promise to Allah, for females were not accepted into the temple, and that she was very worried. Her sister's husband, Zechariah, comforted her, saying that Allah knew best what she had delivered and appreciated fully what she had offered in his service. She wrapped the baby in a shawl and handed it over to the temple elders. As the baby was a girl, the question of her guardianship posed a problem for the elders. This was a child of their late and beloved leader, and everyone was eager to take care of her. Zachariah said to the elders, I am the husband of her maternal aunt and her nearest relation in the temple. Therefore, I will be more mindful of her than all of you. As it was their custom to draw lots to solve disagreements, they followed this course. Each one was given a reed to throw into the river. They had agreed that whoever's reed remained afloat would be granted guardianship of the girl. All the reeds sank to the bottom except Zachariah's. With this sign, they all surrendered to the will of Allah and made him the guardian. Mary's High Status To ensure that no one had access to Mary, Zachariah built a separate room for her in the temple. As she grew up, she spent her time in devotion to Allah. Zachariah visited her daily to see to her need, and so it continued for many years. One day, he was surprised to find fresh fruit, which was out of season, in her room. As he was the only person who could enter her room, he asked her how the fruit got there. She replied that these provisions were from Allah, as he gives to whom he wills. Zachariah understood by this that Allah had raised Mary's status above that of other women. Thereafter, Zechariah spent more time with her 
teaching and guiding her. Mary grew to be a devotee of Allah, glorifying him day and night. Mary's high status, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. Ali ibn Abi Talib narrated that the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, said, The best of the world's women is Mary in her lifetime, and the best of the world's women is Khadija in her lifetime, Sayyid al-Bukhari. Abu Musa al-Ashari also narrated that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Many among men attained perfection, but among women none attained perfection except Mary, the daughter of Imran, and Asiya, the wife of Pharaoh, and the superiority of Aisha to other women is like the superiority of Tharid, an Arabic dish, to other meals. Mary receives news of Jesus. While Mary was praying in her temple, an angel in the form of a man appeared before her. Filled with terror, she tried to flee, praying, Verily, I seek refuge with the most beneficent Allah from you, if you do fear Allah. The angel said, I am only a messenger from your Lord to announce to you the gift of a righteous son. She said, How can I have a son when no man has touched me, nor am I unchaste? He said, So it will be. Your Lord said, That is easy for me, Allah, and we wish to appoint him as a sign to mankind and a mercy from us, Allah, and it is a matter already decreed by Allah. Quran 19 verse 18 to 21. The birth of Jesus. The angel's visit caused Mary great anxiety, which increased as the months went by. How could she face giving birth to a child without having a husband? Later, she felt life kicking inside her. With a heavy heart, she left the temple and went to Nazareth, the city in which she had been born, where she settled in a simple farmhouse to avoid the public. But fear and anxiety did not leave her. She was from a noble and pious family. Her father had not been an evil man, nor was her mother an impure woman. How could she prevent tongues from wagging about her honour? After some months, she could not bear the mental strain any longer. Burdened with a heavy womb, she left Nazareth, not knowing where to go, to be away from this depressing atmosphere. She had not gone far when she was overtaken by the pains of childbirth. She sat down against a dry palm tree, and here she gave birth to a son. Looking at her beautiful baby, she was hurt that she had brought him into the world without a father. She exclaimed, I wish I had died before this happened and vanished into nothingness. Suddenly, she heard a voice nearby. Grieve not, your Lord has placed a rivulet below and shake the trunk of this tree from which ripe dates will fall. So eat and drink and regain the strength you have lost. And be of good cheer, for what you see is the power of Allah, who made the dry palm tree regain life in order to provide food for you. For a while, she was comforted by Allah's miracle, for it was a sure sign 
of her innocence and purity. Mary returns to the city with Jesus. Mary decided to return to the city. However, her fears also returned. What was she going to tell the people? As if sensing his mother's worry, the baby began to speak. If you meet any person, say, I have vowed to fast for the beneficent. I may not speak to any human today. With this miracle, Mary felt at ease. As she had expected, the arrival in the city with a newborn baby in her arms aroused the curiosity of the people. They scolded her. This is a terrible sin that you have committed. She put her finger to her lips and pointed to the child. They asked, How can we speak to a newborn baby? To their total amazement, the child began to speak clearly. I am Allah's servant. Allah has given me the book and has made me a prophet and has blessed me wherever I may be and has enjoined on me prayers and almsgiving as long as I live. Allah has made me dutiful towards she who had borne me. He has not made me arrogant nor unblessed. Peace unto me the day I was born, the day I die, and the day I shall be raised alive. Most of the people realised that the baby was unique, for if Allah wills something, he merely says be, and it happens. Of course, there were some who regarded the baby's speech as a strange trick, but at least Mary could now stay in Nazareth without being harassed. Mary receives news of Jesus, Quranic. Allah the Exalted revealed, and mention in the book, the Qur'an of Muhammad, the story of Mary, when she withdrew in seclusion from her family to a place facing east. She placed a screen to screen herself from them. And then we sent to her our Ruh, Angel Gabriel, and he appeared before her in the form of a man, in all respects. She said, I seek refuge with the most beneficent, Allah, from you, if you do fear Allah. The angel said, I am only a messenger from your Lord to announce to you the gift of a righteous son. She said, How can I have a son when no man has touched me, nor am I unchaste? He said, So it will be. Your Lord said, That is easy for me, Allah, and we wish to appoint him as a sign to mankind and a mercy from us, Allah, and it is a matter already decreed by Allah. Qur'an 19, verse 16 to 21. The birth of Jesus, Quranic. So she conceived him, and she withdrew with him to a far place, Bethlehem Valley, about four to six miles from Jerusalem. And the pains of childbirth drove her to the trunk of a palm tree. She said, Would I that I had died before this, and had been forgotten, and out of sight? Then the babe Jesus, or Gabriel, cried unto her from below, saying, Grieve not, your Lord has provided you a water stream under you, and shake the trunk of the palm tree towards you, and it will let fall fresh ripe dates upon you. So eat, and drink, and be glad. And if you see any human being, say, Verily, I have vowed a fast unto the most beneficent, Allah, so I shall not speak to any human being this day.
Quran 19, verse 22 to 26. Mary and Jesus returned to the city. Quranic. Then she brought him, the baby, to her people, carrying him. They said, O Mary, indeed you have bought a thing, Faria, an unheard mighty thing. O sister, the like of Aaron, not the brother of Moses, but he was another pious man at the time of Mary. Your father was not a man who used to commit adultery, nor was your mother an enchased woman. Then she pointed to him. They said, How can we talk to one who is a child in the cradle? He, Jesus, said, Verily, I am a slave of Allah, and he has given me the scripture and made me a prophet, and he has made me blessed wherever so I be, and has enjoined me prayer and zakah as long as I live, and dutiful to my mother, and made me not arrogant and blessed, and salam, peace, be upon me the day I was born, and the day I die, and the day I shall be raised alive. Quran 19 verse 27 to 33. Allah's message about Jesus, Quranic. Such is Jesus, son of Mary. It is a statement of truth about which they doubt or dispute. It befits not the majesty of Allah that he should beget a son. This refers to the slander of Christians against Allah by saying, Jesus is the son of Allah. Glorified and exalted be he above all that they associate with him. When he decrees a thing, he only says to it, Be, and it is. Jesus said, And verily, Allah is my Lord and your Lord, so worship him alone. That is the straight path, Allah's religion of Islamic monotheism, which he did ordain for all of his prophets. Then the sects differed, the Christians about Jesus. So woe unto the disbelievers, those who gave false witness, saying that Jesus is the Son of Allah, from the meeting of a great day, the day of resurrection, when they will be thrown in the blazing fire. How clearly will they, polytheists and disbelievers in the oneness of Allah, See and hear the day when they will appear before us, but the Zalimun, polytheists and wrongdoers, today are in plain error, and warn them, O Muhammad, of the day of grief and regrets, when the case has been decided, while now they are in a state of carelessness and they believe not. Quran 19 verse 34 to 39 Some Stories About Mary's Pregnancy It was said, that Joseph the carpenter was greatly surprised when he knew the story. So he asked Mary, Can a tree come to grow without a seed? She said, Yes, the one which Allah created for the first time. He asked again, Is it possible to bear a child without a male partner? She said, Yes, Allah created Adam without male or female. It was also said that while pregnant, Mary went one day to her aunt, who reported that she felt as if she was pregnant. Mary, in turn, said that she too was feeling as if she was pregnant. Then her aunt said, I can see what is in my womb prostrating to what is in your womb. Jesus upsets the Jews. The Jewish priests felt that this child Jesus was dangerous, for they felt the people would turn their worship to Allah the Almighty alone displacing the existing Jewish tenets. Consequently, they would lose their authority over the people. Therefore, 
they kept the miracle of Jesus' speech in infancy as a secret and accused Mary of a great misdeed. Jesus' Ability to Debate As Jesus grew, the signs of prophethood began to increase. He could tell his friends what kind of supper waited for them at home and what they had hidden and where. When he was twelve years old, he accompanied his mother to Jerusalem. There, he wandered into the temple and joined a crowd listening to the lecture of the rabbis, Jewish priests. The audience were all adults, but he was not afraid to sit with them. After listening intently, he asked questions and expressed his opinion. The learned rabbis were disturbed by the boy's boldness and puzzled by the questions he asked, for they were unable to answer them. They tried to silence him, but he ignored their attempts and continued to express his views. Jesus became so involved in this exchange that he forgot he was expected back home. In the meantime, his mother went home, thinking that he might have gone back with relatives or friends. When she arrived, she discovered that he was not there, so she returned to the city to look for him. At last, she found him in the temple, sitting among the learned, conversing with them. He appeared to be quite at ease, as if he had been doing this all his life. Mary got angry with him for causing her worry. He tried to assure her that all the arguing and debating with the learned had made him forget the time. Jesus does not observe the Sabbath. Jesus grew to manhood. It was Sabbath, a day of complete rest. No fire could be lit or extinguished, nor could females plait their hair. Moses had commanded that Saturday be dedicated to the worship of Allah. However, the wisdom behind the Sabbath and its spirit had gone, and only the letter remained in the Jews' hearts. Also, they thought that Sabbath was kept in heaven, and the people of Israel had been chosen by Allah only to observe the Sabbath. They made a hundred things unlawful on Saturday, even self-defence, or calling a doctor to save a patient who was in a bad condition. This is how their life was branded by such hypocrisy. Although the Pharisees were guardians of the law, they were ready to sell it when their interests were involved so as to obtain personal gains. There was, for example, a rule which prohibited a journey of more than 1,000 yards on the Sabbath day. What do we expect of the Pharisees in this case? The day before, they transferred their food and drink from their homes 2,000 yards away and erected a temporary house so that they could travel a further thousand yards on the Sabbath day. Jesus was on his way to the temple. Although it was the Sabbath, he reached out his hand to pick two pieces of fruit to feed a hungry child. This was considered to be a violation of the Sabbath law. He made a fire for the old women to keep themselves warm from the freezing air. Another violation. He went to the temple and looked around. There were 20,000 Jewish priests registered there who had earned their living from the temple. The rooms of the temple were full of them. Jesus receives his prophethood. Jesus observed that the visitors were much fewer than the priests, yet the temple was full of sheep and doves which were sold to the people to be offered as sacrifices. Every step in the temple cost the visitor money. They worshipped nothing but money. 
In the temple, the Pharisees and the Sadducees acted as if it were a marketplace, and these two groups always disagreed on everything. Jesus followed the scene with his eyes and observed that the poor people, who could not afford the price of a sheep or a dove, were swept away like flies by the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Jesus was astonished. Why did the priests burn a lot of offerings inside the temple while thousands of poor people were hungry outside it? On this blessed night, the two noble prophets, John and Zechariah, died, killed by the ruling authority. On the same night, the revelation descended upon Jesus. Allah the Exalted commanded him to begin his call to the children of Israel. To Jesus, the life of ease was closed and the page of worship and struggle was open. Jesus' Message Like an opposing force, the message of Jesus came to denounce the practices of the Pharisees and to reinforce the law of Moses. In the face of a materialistic age of luxury and worship of gold, Jesus called his people to a nobler life by word and deed. This exemplary life was the only way out of the wretchedness and the diseases of his age. Jesus' call from the beginning was marked by its complete uprightness and piety. It appealed to the soul, the inner being, and not to be a closed system of rules laid down by society. Jesus continued inviting the people to Almighty Allah. His call was based on the principle that there is no mediation between the Creator and His creatures. However, Jesus was in conflict with the Jews' superficial interpretation of the Torah. He said that He did not come to abrogate the Torah, but to complete it by going to the spirit of its substance to arrive at its essence. He made the Jews understand that the Ten Commandments had more value than they imagined. For instance, the Fifth Commandment does not only prohibit physical killing, but all forms of killing, physical, psychological, or spiritual. And the Sixth Commandment does not prohibit adultery only in the sense of unlawful physical contact between a man and a woman, but also prohibits all forms of unlawful relations or acts that might lead to adultery. The eye commits adultery when it looks at anything with passion. Jesus denounces materialism. Jesus was therefore in confrontation with the materialistic people. He told them to desist from hypocrisy, show and false praise. There was no need to hoard wealth in this life. They should not preoccupy themselves with the goods of this passing world. Rather, they must preoccupy themselves with the affairs of the coming world because it would be everlasting. Jesus told them that caring for this world is a sin, not fit for pious worshippers. The disbelievers care for it because they do not know a better way. As for the believers, they know that their sustenance is with Allah so they could trust in him and scorn this world. Jesus continued to invite people to worship the only Lord, who is without partner, just as he invited them to purify the heart 
and soul. That is the end of part one of Prophet Jesus's story. If you get a chance, please do leave a review and rating wherever you listen. We are on all the major podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and we're also on YouTube as a voice-only channel. Please do join our Islamic Audio Bites community on Facebook and Instagram and follow me on Twitter. If you get a chance, do check out our website at islamicaudiobites.com. And if you'd like to contact me directly, please do so at sisterb007 at gmail.com. As always, hope your day is full of goodness. Asalaamu